This is Baseball Across the Commonwealth, taking you to the great baseball towns around the great state of Virginia. Welcome to the latest edition of Baseball Across the Commonwealth, a foulball area production where we travel across the state of Virginia, visiting the great baseball towns and seeing all that they have to offer. A few weeks ago, we were in Woodstock, learning about the River Bandits of the Valley Baseball League and the delicious beer at the Woodstock Brewhouse. If you missed that episode, make sure to check it out at foulballarea.com. Today, we're traveling east to the northern Virginia city of Fredericksburg. I'm not really sure if Fredericksburg is actually part of Nova, but it's close enough that I'm going to loop it in with the region, so please don't be mad at me if you disagree. Located on the Rappahannock River, Fredericksburg is a city made up of roughly 29,000 residents. The city has a long history dating back to colonial times. George Washington was born nearby, and his family moved to Ferry Farm in adjacent Stafford County when he was young. Other notable residents include naval war hero John Paul Jones and President James Monroe. During the Civil War, Fredericksburg was of strategic importance since it was located in the middle of the two opposing capitals, Richmond and Washington, D.C. Two battles were fought in Fredericksburg during the war. During the first battle, nearly 10,000 slaves left the city to gain freedom by crossing the Rappahannock River and joining Union lines in Stafford County. After the war, Fredericksburg began to grow again as a center of trade and commerce. As Washington, D.C. and the surrounding areas grew in the 20th century, Fredericksburg began to grow also. The University of Mary Washington was founded in 1908 and is now home to roughly 4,800 students. Modern-day Fredericksburg consists of multiple historic sites, including the Fredericksburg and Spotsylvania National Military Park, Fredericksburg National Cemetery, and St. George's Church, among many others. It is also home to the Fredericksburg Nationals, a low-A minor league team affiliated with the nearby Washington Nationals. The Nats were originally supposed to play their inaugural season in 2020, but with the minor league season canceled, they will now begin play in spring of 2021. I caught up with general manager Nick Hall to talk about the team. Nick, thank you so much for joining me. How are you doing today? Good, Matt, man. Thank you for having me. Thank you for having me. Excited to be on here today. Of course. I'm really looking forward to this conversation. It's kind of an interesting one because you guys haven't actually played in an, a season in Fredericksburg yet. Every team I've talked to so far is a, has been an established team. They've got a history, and you guys are a new team in Fredericksburg. You were going to play your first season in 2020. Of course, the minor league baseball season was canceled. So you guys are looking forward to your first season coming up here in 2021. How excited are you for that inaugural season? Oh, man, we are inaugural season 2.0. Let me tell you, we are, <laughs> we are extremely excited to be able to finally open this thing up. I mean, we have an awesome stadium that we can't wait to show to the community. A lot of great things planned for this year. Obviously, it's going to look a lot different this year than it would a normal year. But that's kind of the, uh, the going rate around all of minor league baseball at this point. Uh, but no, we are, I, I can't even express how excited we are to finally get to kick this thing off. I want to talk a little bit about last year because, uh, of course, it was a difficult year for everyone in minor league baseball having the season canceled. But for you guys who you, you open up this new ballpark, you start this team in Fredericksburg, you're probably so excited, looking forward to getting started, and then everything's canceled and you have to wait a whole nother year to get started. What was it like when you guys got that news in 2020 uh, that you weren't having a season? How about this? It was an absolute whirlwind. Um, and and, the, and the, the unique thing about it, it, it wasn't like we just found out we weren't having a season. We went the first two months into the season thinking that we could get the announcement any day that we're going to start up at the halfway point. You know, it might be J- July. Maybe we'll get two months in at the end of August. Um, so we, we went through the whole season kind of thinking, hey, we have to be ready because at, at the drop of a dime, uh, we're going to be playing baseball. And then so it, in a way, there was this relief when it was finally – uh, called off. I think it wasn't even called off until July. 
Um, so there was this relief that like, okay, at least we know that the new date to keep in mind is at least 2021 and, and not, hey, it could be next week. Because <laughs> that was always in the back <laughs> of our minds, you know, and that, that can be terrifying. Uh, but no, I mean, yeah, kind of what went through the, when we found out that the, that the season was going to at least at a minimum be delayed, that was our first piece of bad, you know, bad news when it all started unrolling. We were literally hosting a job fair when the announcement was made to staff the stadium for game day positions. Oh, so, man. you know, our ground crew was interviewing, our mascots were interviewing, all this cool stuff that we were doing. While we were sitting there doing this interviewing event and then hiring all these people, we get this, hey, baseball just came down and delaying everything. We're like, well, what does that mean? Uh, so, uh, yeah, it was a whirlwind of emotions. And it was a lot of just kind of going with the flow because, you know, like everybody back in March of, of 2020, um, the, the year that can always be forgotten, um, you know, there, there was so much uncertainty, right? It was so much uncertainty. So it was just kind of going with the flow one day at a time and, and everything was, things were ever developing the whole way. Yeah. I'm sure it was a really tough time and a lot of uncertainty, like you said, but now you guys know at least that as of right now, the 2021 minor league baseball season is a go. I'm sure you're very excited. You said you have this brand new stadium that you're excited to show the city of Fredericksburg. What are some of the highlights of this new stadium that you guys have built? Yeah, the only thing more excited than baseball finally happening is, is finding out that baseball can happen with fans. Uh, might not, like I said, might not look like it always will, but to be able to put fans in here is just amazing. And it, it, our, our stadium kind of starts with the number one question that every new stadium gets is, so this is what my tax money built, right? That's always it, right? I mean, it's, it's a, no matter, no matter if, the, if you built your stadium, building, or even uh, suspecting you could build, uh, the one great thing is there's not very many privately financed stadiums in America. There really isn't. And, and, and we get to boast that we do have one of those. There is no tax dollars that went into this. It's our ownership group, our ownership family, I guess I should say. Uh, really making an investment into this community. And that's, that's one of the big messagings we like to get across is that, you know, this is your stadium, but it's also given to you. So this is, this is an awesome opportunity that we have to show it off. There's so much LED. There's so, it's extremely state of the art. There's not a bad seat in the house. You know, it's, it's, it's not a small stadium, but it's still intimate enough to feel like you are in the action at all times. Uh, it's really an incredible area. Um, we, we have a few unique things about the stadium. That include a, a manual Fenway style um, scoreboard, right? Like, like, so all, out of all this LED, we still have the manual scoreboard set up and we turned it into a suite, right? So you can rent the scoreboard for a night as the numbers go up. How cool is That's that? That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, it's <laughs> neat. It, 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 you've, I've never seen it anywhere else. Um, another thing uh, that we have is the batting cages that the team uses during the games. It's transformed into two suites. So, so you have these batting cages and then right at game time, it, it becomes two suites that you can actually sit in for the game and watch the game from left field, like inside, physically inside the left field wall, there's a viewing, there's a viewing hole and you get to watch the game from there. So, I mean, this, this stadium has just done a great job of having every square inch of it put some kind of thought into how can it enhance the, the experience for our fans. And so, yeah, man, we're just, we're, we're just beside ourselves ready to get people in here. So one of the things that makes minor league baseball great is, of course, the the baseball is exciting and you're seeing the the stars of tomorrow in minor league baseball. 
but also the in-game entertainment stuff going on in between innings, the the mascots, like you said, um, promotions every night or you know every weekend, stuff going on like that. Obviously, there's a little bit of um, uncertainty with how many fans teams are going to be able to have or what attendance will look like. But what kind of things do you guys have planned this this season to keep fans engaged? Oh, we have. I mean, there's so much. There's so much. And one great thing about our stadium is that there is enough extra space. Or if we can't have those events on the actual field itself, you know, we have we have an ESPN ready uh, production quality uh, system here, right? Six different cameras, cameras, all with different angles. So we're going to be able to do these promotions, honestly, outside of the stadium and still broadcast them to the inside. So we'll, we're willing to do whatever it takes to keep people safe while, and keeping them entertained at the same time. So we're really excited for that. Um, some of the things that that are included, man, you did mention the mascot. And what most people listening may not know is that Fredericksburg can boast, we are the birthplace of the number one president to ever live, George Washington, right? I mean, he is, he is, you cannot come to Fredericksburg, Virginia and actually not learn that fact. George Washington is everywhere here, man. And it's crazy. Uh, People live for, for good old George here. So that's incorporated in everything from our branding to our mascot itself. And, you know, we didn't want to bring George Washington on as a mascot. That can be boring, right? So, obviously, the next best case is George Washington's childhood imaginary friend, Gus. Uh, everybody knows that he has the imaginary friend from his childhood named Gus. I mean, if you don't know that, you haven't done your research. So you got to obviously do that. But uh, so, so we have the big purple monster that is Gus going around the stadium. He's best friends with George um and he is just man he's about as lovable and goofy at the same time as about anything you've seen it fits minor league baseball to a t man so we're 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 pumped to be able to entertain the fans too um have a lot of great things planned um and you know not just this year but essentially right now because of covid we have like a two and three year entertainment plan that introduces a lot of our um original ideas over the next couple years uh to be able to continually spruce things up year after year that's really cool. And I like that idea for the mascot. That's pretty creative. Yeah. It sounds like it'll be a fun time. I mean, we had, we had uh, uh, the, the best story about it. We, we unveiled Gus, right? It's this ridiculous looking creature, by the way. If you get a chance to come, go on our social medias and find Gus. He's hilarious. Uh, but, uh, you know, we had some fans be like, uh, oh, that's not actually what George's imaginary friend would look like. And it's just like, yes, it is. Are you? And then we can always use, are you doubting our founding father? <laughs> uh, and so, uh, so we've gotten a big kick out of social media on having a lot of fun with that, that uh, if you didn't know that Gus um, was the imaginary friend of George Washington, you just haven't done your research and you, you, you should do better. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, some other aspects of the ballpark that fans love, it seems like every minor league team is trying to go above and beyond with their food, introducing all kinds of crazy food items. I mean, you see all kinds of stuff that you would never even think to put together. Uh, at menus all across the country. Do you guys have any uh, big food items that you have planned for this season? Oh, man. When we announced the move to Fredericksburg, the very first conversation we had was food. And I'm not, I'm not even being sarcastic. You know, it's like, okay, we finally decided Fredericksburg. It's a great thing about the privately financed stadium. We get to pick anywhere, right? I mean, so uh, we picked Fredericksburg and we sit down like, okay, what's next? And it's like, well, what are the fans going to eat? And that's literally the first question. So, yeah, food has a huge play into what we're doing here at the stadium. Um, I could go on and on about all the different options, but I'll just share my favorite. Ironically, when you research George Washington, right, on this George Washington kick, 
uh, when you research George Washington, he is famous uh, for a lot of things, but two of them is that he was very, uh, he is credited to having the discovery by the American Kennel Club of the American Foxhound dog, right? So we have an entire stand dedicated to George's dogs, which is a specialty hot dog stand, right? You look a little further about, if you Google right now, what is George Washington's favorite food? The number one item that will pop up is that he was a huge proponent for breakfast. So we took George's dogs and George's love for breakfast and we have a breakfast hot dog that we will be serving at the stadium. You know, you got, you got the, the syrup, all that kind of stuff. And it is actually, it sounds disgusting. Don't get me wrong, I can see it on your face right now. But I, I'll tell you what, the best thing that we have in the park is going to be that breakfast dog. So if you are out here, you have to head to that stand and you have to try George's breakfast dog. All right, I'll definitely keep that in mind. It sounds interesting. I, it, I mean, it sounds like something I would like to try. Absolutely. So I'll definitely try it if I make my way up there. Uh, another, another thing that we like to focus on here on the podcast and you know, goes really well with baseball is, of course, beer. And I know Fredericksburg has a couple of local breweries, uh, and then there's all kinds of great breweries all around the state of Virginia. What kind of beer offerings are you guys going to have at the stadium? Absolutely. We have a huge craft portfolio out at the stadium that we're happy to, happy to talk about. Um, uh, Six Bears and a Goat is a local craft brewery here, and they have really made a name for themselves. They're really growing on the eastern seaboard, um, and, and they are the official craft beer for the Fredericksburg Nationals at the moment. And so what that means is that uh, they actually have a beer that they have branded around us called the Slug and Gus. Um, and to match Gus's personality, it is a purple beer. And I am not joking with that. It is a, uh, a blackberry blonde ale. And it's actually, it's delicious. It's the perfect summer beer. Um, and we are going to have craft beer at the park. We are obviously going to have um, all your staples, all your favorites that you normally see at a baseball game. But we are definitely going to have a craft assortment that we can be happy to brag about fans are going to be able to get to come to the stadium and drink your favorite local craft beer right here all right so what a blackberry blondale is that what you said yeah, blackberry exactly blondale and the breakfast hot dog sounds yes. like a good combo they, I will. <laughs> partner with each other horrendously but at the same time i'm sure it's good i haven't that is something i haven't tried yet so maybe maybe i'll try the hot dog one inning try the beer the next that's inning something like fair. that that's probably fair <laughs> So it sounds like you guys have a ton of good stuff going on at the ballpark, but I want to shift focus a little bit, talk about just the town of Fredericksburg in general. You guys have been there for a little over or about two years now. You haven't, of course, actually had a, a season, but you've been there in the area. How, has, how have you seen the area been receptive to the team? God, they are so incredibly excited for baseball. Uh, didn't we? I don't think we even realized that this is as much of a baseball community as it is until we opened up here. The reception was just wild, man. I mean, there was there was lines and lines of people when we would do just press conferences about, and I'm not joking, the most frivolous of things. Uh, and there would put just pack, pack that we had to actually move one of our our name reveal party that we had. We had to move it from an auditorium to the middle of downtown's road because of how many people anticipated coming. We closed down downtown for the day and just had the streets full with people. I mean, it, it, it has been so amazing seeing the, re, the, the, the reaction of Fredericksburg about getting a baseball team. And so I think that it's really important to every community, um, especially a growing community like Fredericksburg, to be able to have something to call their own. Um, and I, I am so excited that we are the ones to be able to get to fill that gap.
So I do want to ask, I know a, a lot of minor league teams keep the same name as their parent club, their major league yeah. baseball club that they're affiliated with. But when you guys got started, you had a, a name contest and there were, I don't remember uh, the specifics, but I do just know there were some pretty good suggestions. You ended up going with nationals though. How did you guys decide on that? Well, it was, it was really twofold. Uh, so we did have a name the team contest and then we sat down and looked at all the creative names and there were, there were some that I would have, that I would love to be called because they are, I'll tell you what, Fredericksburg, we found out is creative, if nothing else. <laughs> I'll tell you what, some of them, some of them, you know, are, are hilarious to, to, to put up there, but some of them are like, wow, that is out of left field, uh, literally. Uh, but uh, when it came down to it, over, the ha over half of the input was, hey, please just name us the Nationals. <laughs> so it was like, okay, it was, it was obvious what the majority of everybody wanted. Uh, but I mean, we, man, the, the, the input that we got for the community was just off the wall crazy. It was, it was so much fun going through all those suggestions. But then also, too, when it comes down to it, we have a very unique opportunity at our proximity to the Washington Nationals. Uh, the brand, I mean, very few minor league teams are in a market that their major league team is actually the shareholder of fandom. Um, you know, so the, uh, you look at a lot of minor league teams, you're like, oh, wonder why they're four hours away. They, they'd be more suited to be so-and-so. We, we have the opportunity to be 45 minutes from D.C. and 45 minutes from the Washington Nationals. So to have that brand, brand recognition being so close, that's also a huge deal for us as well. Yeah, and then you look at teams like down here in Richmond where the Flying Squirrels are affiliated with the San Francisco Giants. Giants. Yeah, and so you almost have to do the fun stuff. I love the Flying Squirrels brand just because, my gosh, your mascot's a squirrel. How awesome is that? <laughs> <laughs> Let's be real. But, but yeah, so like not everybody is as fortunate as we have to be in the backyard of our major league affiliate. Yeah, yeah, that is really cool. So I spent a summer in minor league baseball a couple of years ago, and I know how busy you guys can be uh, as the general manager of a team and especially getting ready for your inaugural season. But when you do have some free time, what are some of your favorite things to do around Fredericksburg? Oh, man, I I'll tell you what, this community is foodie. Oh, man, it is a huge food community. There is so many different mom and pop places that I would put up against anywhere in the country as far as the level of their food. Fredericksburg is a hidden gem when it comes to the culinary industry. And I really mean it. So um, that is my number one thing. And as you can probably tell by looking at me, it's food, man. Food, food is so important to this, to this uh, neighborhood, to this uh, entire city. Um, it's extremely outdoorsy as well. We have a beautiful river going through right through downtown. Um, so, I mean, there is, there is so much to be done in Fredericksburg and highlight in Fredericksburg. So it, it's, it's really the perfect community to be able to live in. You know, it, it's, we have the ability to have, you know, 750,000 people within 30 minutes of Fredericksburg. So the, the, the market is there as far as being able to draw, but at the same time, you get that small town feel, right? You get that, you have the ability to be able to go out uh, uh, with your friends, with your buddies, when, you know, when you don't have to socially distance, obviously, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, you have those opportunities. It, it's really, it, it's really a, a perf the perfect type of community between size. Um, and then the people here are just fantastic. All right. Well, Nick, thank you so much for joining me on today's episode of the podcast. I, I feel like I learned a lot about Fredericksburg and the nationals, and I look forward to, to the season starting off to make my way up there and get, get a breakfast hot dog and a blackberry blonde ale. I look Let's forward do to it, that. Man. Let's do it. After hearing Nick talk about the blackberry blonde ale from six bears and a goat, I had to check out the brewery and I had to figure out how they came up with that name. 
To learn a little bit about the best local brewery in Fredericksburg, I chatted with Lindsay Hepner, their Director of Marketing. Lindsay, thank you so much for joining me today. How are you doing? I'm good. Thanks for having me. So the, the first question I've just got to start off with, how did you guys come up with the name for this brewery? It's a very interesting name. Yes, uh, that is usually for new time customers, kind of the first question that comes to everybody's mind as they enter. Um, so we have seven owners and six of them are retired Coast Guard, which their mascot is the bear. And then we have a retired Navy, which their mascot is the goat. So they kind of wanted to play on their military services. And that's where we came up with six bears and a goat brewery. Um, so it definitely is unique to us. Um, it does get a lot of jokes, but um, I think it makes us pretty unique. Um, we've been around for over four years now and only picking up speed. Um, so it's big, a bigger prominent kind of um, in the area of a brewery. We've been voted best local brewery three years in a row for best of the Berg, and we're hoping to get voted again for number four. Well, that's, that, I like the, the backstory for the name. I had no idea how, how you guys came up with that. So it's really cool that the reason behind that. Um, like you said, you guys got started out. You're starting to grow a little bit. I'm down here in Richmond. I've seen some of the beers around here at some of the stores around here. How did you guys get started with the brewery and getting it off the ground? So one of our owners actually um, was an advocate home brewer and his goal was to have a brewery at some point in his life um, so those seven owners actually had a different um, a government contracting business called Harkon and so when Mark proposed this idea of like hey we have a special project um, that's how the brewery got up and running um, it was always at first it was just a tap room and then we um, got up and running with our full service restaurant and we also have a full service bar so we do offer wine and liquor at the same time um, we are on a four acre property so we have a great outdoor space as well as um, our brewery is located on our premise and we have a full main dining room event space and we're hoping to add on in the future for a bigger brewery to keep up distribution and just being able to share our beer with everybody in the area wow it sounds like you guys have a, a lot of good stuff going on there Mm -hmm. And so you said that the brewery was voted the best in Fredericksburg three years in a row. What is the, the beer scene like in Fredericksburg overall? Are there other local breweries? Is there a good variety in the town? Yeah, actually we do. Um, we are kind of in like a tri-county type of area. So we have Stafford County, which we're located in. We have downtown Fredericksburg, and then we have Spotsylvania County. And within those three, we have nine breweries. Um, we are called the Fredericksburg Area Trail, so, or Fab Trail, so we call it the Fab Trail. Um, so we uh, have a great kind of relationship with all the breweries in the area, and we so highly support. If you like where we are, we suggest going to see um, the other local breweries, and we have meetings, and we come up with marketing strategies for the region. And um, so there's definitely a cool little scene in this area, and we're all different which is kind of cool and um, fun to experience. Yeah, definitely. That's really great. So what are some of the, the flagship beers that Six Bears and a Goat produces? And if you can pick one out, what would you say is your favorite beer? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> so we have three designated flagships. Um, we have our May West Blonde Ale, which is award-winning. It is probably our top seller. Um, we have our Eagle Eye American IPA, which um, is still a good 
um, IPA, but it's not too crazy that it's still enjoyable for people that are maybe not in the IPA scene. And then we have our Odark 30 um, Irish Extra Stout. Um, that is getting picked up and running. We are starting to can that one um, right as we speak. That's what we're canning on the line. <laughs> but that one has actually won um, four different awards in the last kind of two years that it's been kind of um, kind of steamrolling in. Um, and it's kind of a good all around kind of stout. I feel like we're kind of filling a void in the market. You know, there's Guinness and, you know, there's kind of like nothing else. So we're trying to kind of fill that void with that beer. Um, if you actually come to the brewery, we are usually normally around like 12 to 15 different styles of beer. Um, and we're always looking to do new styles, different types. Um, we actually have a hop 2.0. So we have a hop water. Um, if beer's not your scene or if you're coming for lunch and can't have a beer, you still get that flavor, but yet it has no beer in it at all. We do have um, what we call our training series, which are our non-alcoholic ones um, but we do everything to gozas to um, you know different lagers but um, I'm definitely a grapefruit IPA or American wheat beer um, the one thing I do love working at a place like this is that I'm able to try different styles and ones that I didn't think I liked I actually start to grow and love um, just kind of share the story of like how our beers are made our head brewers a retired marine so everything is to the point with details um and things are not released until he says they are ready to be released <laughs> well it sounds like you guys have a, a good mix and a good mix of stuff going on there how would you describe the the overall style of the beer because a lot of breweries these days they like to get really crazy try all kinds of new things and it seems like they just try to see how many ingredients they can fit into one beer or how hazy they can make an IPA. And I do like trying new things and new styles, but I do like to keep it relatively simple. So how would you say, or how would you describe the, the overall style of the beers that you guys produce? Um, I would kind of say we were kind of traditional. Um, our brewer really likes to kind of stay to the style of the beer. And I will say with the seasons, we kind of do flow with them. You know, you'll see a lot of the darker um, types of beers in the fall and winter, you know, where you kind of see those pumpkins. We had a home for the holidays that was like a peppermint stout, you know, those type of things. And then, of course, once we hit into those spring, summer, we're into IPAs, um, different flavorings. Of, we did a pineapple IPA. We've done, um, I think, a peach mango. We've done a bunch of different gozas and stuff. So we want to keep it pretty traditional to where what you're expecting is what you're going to get, but yet still test the waters to bring new styles. Um, we do have a hard seltzer that is very popular for people that may not be in the beer scene, um, but you know we add different flavorings for that. So we like to keep it true to the style, but yet then kind of tweak with different flavorings when we get into those kind of fun atmosphere, like a pumpkin porter. Um, we have been doing barrel aged um, styles as well. Um, so we are dabbling a little bit in everything. So it's not like we get boring, but it's just like, you can't wait to see what the next one is to kind of compare where we all stand in those styles. Yeah, I think that's a good way to approach it. I definitely like some some barrel aged beers and I'm, I can always go for a good pumpkin beer in the fall. <laughs> so some exciting news in Fredericksburg, you guys have a minor league baseball team starting their first season 
this spring, the Fredericksburg Nationals, of course, they were supposed to have their inaugural season in 2020, but mm -hmm. minor league season was canceled. So their first season will take place this spring. That's really exciting for the whole town and for you guys, because you're partnering with them to produce, I think, the official beer of the Nationals. So that's really cool. How did that whole partnership come about? Well, um, what our main owner that is the managing partner here is a big baseball fanatic. Um, so once we heard that they were coming, we definitely wanted to be a part of it. Um, so we had some meetings with them looking what they were trying to figure out what they were going to do with the beer scene. And because we're so, you know, we have craft, great craft beer in this area. We wanted to debut, like we can do whatever you want us to do. And so the, the some of the, funny starter conversations where can you brew a purple beer and we're like hands down yes yes we can so that kind of started the relationship because as you know slug and gus is their mascot so we were able to do a blackberry blonde and it is purple and so um that was deemed the official craft beer of the fred nats and we were so excited to be a part of that that program and establishment and company is they're just wonderful to work with and they've given us a great opportunity to kind of debut our beers and be involved and um, we look at it as a relationship so not only are we supplying them with our beer and a great kind of atmosphere but we also want to support them in their events as well so we've done disc also golf events in the actual stadium where we kind of ran it and partnered with them um, so it's like a give and take it's a really cool relationship to have and we're so excited for the season to finally be starting we've been waiting for it um, it's funny, we'll go to visit and we'll sit in the stands with the beer and be like, this is what it's going to look like, you know? <laughs> and so we're just waiting for that opening day. Yeah, definitely. Minor league baseball is such a, such a great thing to have. So I'm, I'm excited for the, the city of Fredericksburg to have a team starting. And it's really cool that you guys were able to partner with them and brew that beer. I, I talked to the, the GM of the Nationals earlier, and he told me that the, the food that I have to try at the ballpark is a breakfast hot dog. And then, of course, the beer, the beer that I have to try is the Blackberry Blonde Ale from Six Bears and a Goat. So I told him I might not have those at the same time. I might have those at separate <laughs> innings. <laughs> not sure I want to pair those together, but they both do sound good, and I'm excited to try them. Mm -hmm. It's going to be a great time, and we just can't wait. So when you're not working at the brewery in your free time, what are some of your favorite things to do around Fredericksburg? Oh, gosh. Um, well, when I'm not working here, I do coach field hockey at the actual University of Mary Washington, which is in town. So that does keep up some time. But there's just so many fun little kind of shops to do downtown Fredericksburg. There's little quirky stores. Um, but for anybody that's a history buff, we have tons of history with the Civil War, um, you know, battlefields and things that you can go to, the apothecary shops, like just a bunch of different activities. And I think because we're so centrally located that it's so nice to be able to kind of get away from the DC Richmond area and kind of come in to kind of just experience the different type of um, atmosphere with different breweries. We have wineries. Um, you could literally travel down to on a back road and come up with a winery and like, like Lake Anna to um, different places that are kind of just fun and out of the, you know, out of the way, but kind of just a bit, a little bit more low key. Um, so it's just more just finding those little knits and kind of um, fun places to kind of just hang out and relax. 
um, you know, watch live music. We have a bunch of different places that kind of um, have that kind of an atmosphere. It's just really cool to kind of be a part of. So for people, baseball fans or just people visiting in general who want to come to Fredericksburg and experience your brewery, what are, what are some of the policies in your tap room right now? What do they need to know before coming to visit? Um, obviously, we're still we still have those COVID restrictions. Um, so I'm wearing a mask. We are um, continuing with the six feet distancing with our tables and everything like that. But the great thing about our brew house, and especially with the weather turning into a warm um, kind of season, we have um, great outdoor seating. We have picnic tables, two patios. Um, we have a nine-hole disc golf course. So that's something that you guys can, you know, that people can kind of enjoy, grab a beer and actually go play. We have an outdoor stage. So we have live music on Fridays and Saturdays that people can enjoy. And as the weather gets warmer, we do do that outside. But obviously our customers and our staff safety are our number one priority. So um, as long as those restrictions are in place, we abide by them and um, still have that great atmosphere. Um, we have like a nautical theme. Um, but you know, we have great tasting food. We were voted, um, best Stafford restaurant with the best of the bird last year. And we're hoping to win that again. Um, but we have a bunch of different things on our menu that people can enjoy from your typical bar scene with burgers and wings, but we go to risottos, um, to steak dinners to, um, with today being Thursday, we do New York style pizza that we actually make from scratch so we have a bunch of different things that people can enjoy and usually don't know what we can do until they get here the disc golf course sounds really interesting to me so obviously <laughs> patios are essential and great to have during these times but a disc yes. golf course so is that anyone who comes to the to the brewery is that free to play and do they mm -hmm. have to bring their own discs or do you guys have no, we have a couple if you need to borrow some um but we know that some people are very particular and they want to have their own so it's a par two course um and starting next week um tuesdays we have a putting league so you can sign up and then you can play um there's a bunch of different games you can win prizes um but yes our um other brewer actually is an avid disc golfer and was really you know in that big supportive role that says this would be a good opportunity for us to make un ourselves unique. And so we have an, um, that we created that nine hole course and um, it's just fun to play, um, you know, and kind of relax, drink beer and then kind of go back and eat and then go back again. Um, so yeah, we've had a lot of people thoroughly enjoy it, especially with the COVID and disc golf has definitely kind of taken its own, crazy flight um, that once people found out we had that, we started seeing a lot more people coming in and playing and, you know, anybody can play. Yeah, that sounds like a really good time. I, I got to tell you, after talking to you and talking to the Nationals earlier, I'm completely sold on Fredericksburg. So I think I'll be <laughs> making my way up there sometime this summer. Yes, please do. We love Nick at the um, Fred Nats and um, he's here all the time too. So we thoroughly enjoy our relationship with them and there's a lot to do in this area. Um, and we would like to think that we're one unique destination, but we do have quite a few little, um, you know, places to go and visit that it's definitely worth a trip, a day trip, a weekend trip, you know, type of thing that's still local, but yet you can kind of get a little bit into everything. All right. Well, Lindsay, thank you so much for giving me some time today. I really appreciate it. And I enjoyed learning about your brewery. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks so much to Lindsay and Nick for joining me on this edition of Baseball Across the Commonwealth. One local attraction that I'm surprised neither of them mentioned is Carl's Ice Cream. 
an ice cream stand that was founded in 1947 and is on the National Register of Historic Places. It has to be included on any trip to the area. I hope you all enjoyed learning about the city of Fredericksburg, and I hope you'll make a visit to the area sometime soon. I know I'm certainly ready to try that breakfast hot dog in Blackberry Blonde Ale. Until next time, I'm Matthew Atkins for Baseball Across the Commonwealth. <laughs>